I'm the doctor. I'm a time time. I'm from the planet Gallifrey, the constellation of Hesterberg. Now I see a rat, see a rat. Time and relative dimension in space. It means life. Season's greetings, humans, Daleks, Time Lords and killer Christmas trees. You are listening to Exterminating Doctor Who on Utter Radio. This is the show to take unpopular episodes of Doctor Who and debate whether they're really all that bad. With your hosts, Aidan Gula. And me, George Ellis. And in today's episode, we are talking about the Christmas specials. It's a bit of a different episode this week, really. You know, Usually we focus on one episode and say... This has a bad reputation. Let's give it a second chance. This time, we're deciding we're going to take on 13 hmm. Christmas specials. It's quite a few, isn't it? So it's going to be slightly different structure yeah. than what yeah, we're it, used to so far. Yeah. <laughs> well, to be fair, you, you listeners, you'll be used to what we kind of... You're, you're used to this show by now. You know what you're tuning in for. It's a little bit of discussion mixed with a bit of crazy rabbit hole wackiness. Yeah. But what's great about this one is... With we, we're going to count every Christmas special from 2005 to 2017, David Tennant's first episode to Peter Capaldi's last, not counting the random Christmas special in Classic Who, which is just a first Doctor episode where at the end of a, one of the parts, in the middle of a story, he just turns into the barrel of a camera and just says, Merry Christmas, everybody, for no apparent <laughs> reason, like really. Speech. So that won't be counted. And what's great about this one is we can't ramble about any 13th Doctor era stuff. Because there aren't any Christmas. She ones, only has New Year's specials, and yeah. it's recently been, annou- been announced that Revolution of the Daleks. Well, I say recently. Recently, at time of recording, when this goes out, it'll be <laughs> it'll be it'll be weeks old news. No, 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 no. We record this on Christmas Day. <laughs> yes, thank you very absolutely. much. Absolutely, we definitely didn't see the trailer like three days ago, <laughs> and now it'd be about three weeks. When it's We've been a new in the studio out. for about um, a minute, <laughs> not four hours. We promise. Yeah, a trailer came out recently and announced it's going to be on New Year's Day. So those won't... Resolution and Revolution of the Daleks won't be counted. Wait, Resolution of the Daleks? It was Resolution, but everybody just said, surely it should have just been Resolution of of the Daleks, because that's... Most Dalek episodes end with of the Daleks. Yeah, but Resolution of of the Daleks doesn't make sense. No, which I I suppose is why they just went for Resolution. Yeah. Because it is on a New Year's special. See what what they did there. Resolution of the... What are the Daleks? I'm a Dalek and I've decided not to be a murderer anymore. Yeah. It's also going to have been quite complicated looking at the two New Year specials and one would be Resolution of the Daleks and the next one is Revolution of the Daleks. You changed one letter in those The Revolting titles. Daleks. Yeah. The re- Recompense Daleks. They yes. were in a, have you been in an accident? That wasn't your fault. Well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So thank God we're not going to be discussing those episodes. Yep. So I think to familiarise ourselves and you listening at home. And cause, me because I. And you. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> I imagine there's a lot of people that go, I know I've seen the Christmas specials but I couldn't list them all for you. As for a 13, I think we're going to run through. We'll give some general thoughts, some discussion into them. And then at yeah. the end, we would say, okay, What's which is worst? your favourite of those? What's the best? That kind of thing. And then inevitably, some, they'll probably be... Yeah, we'll, we'll, have, like, we'll do our favourites and then kind of which one is objectively yeah, the, the best. Because there's always a clear difference between best and favourite. I have so many things that I think well, oh, is my favourite. Well, un- unless it's Batman the Animated Series and then my favourite and the best are world-renowned um, to one be. One and the same. They are. Yeah. Damn it. I tried to sound smart there and then my brain went, actually, George... Let's make you sound <laughs> like not, an idiot. Yes, let's not finish that sentence, said J- George. James? Who's James? My brain. We call him James <laughs> now, apparently. Okay, right. 
The <laughs> first Christmas special, 2005. Christopher Eccleston, as Doctor, has just regenerated. And then we went straight He regenerated in. into this kind of new and then he kind went... of Doctor, didn't he? What, what was his name? I forget the name of... Ooh, I think it was... The Tenth Doctor. What was his name? He's forgettable. He's no. He's renowned to be one of the worst, isn't he? Mm. Yeah. Uh, David Tennant. That's it. Yeah. Do you remember him? <laughs> no. Well, he started with a bang in the Christmas Invasion. Ooh. Well, I say a bang. It was a fizzle, then a More bang. Of a tangerine. Because he's not in it for about forty minutes. No. Well, he is, but he's lying in bed. Yeah. But it's a really nice episode for. Let's go. Stop the Christmas first. What have you got? You've got the pilot fish, robot Santas. You've got to kill a Christmas tree mm-hmm. on Christmas Day. Everybody's in their pyjamas. How much more Christmassy can you get? It's the most grounded Christmassy thing in Doctor Who I think I've ever seen. You oh, know? it is, because it's all in council flat, essentially, yeah. isn't it? Between a council flat, uh, council flat, and um, the <laughs> and unit a, base. Yeah. That's, and then the correct ship in space, but... But no. Right. This episode, I love it so much. Oh, it's great. Like, it, the, the, he has a sword fight... The doctor has a sword, like, yeah, sure. He quotes Lion King. Hand gets cut off, hand goes back, and it's like, boom. Yeah. That hand is actually, comes back later to make a new doctor. Yeah. He's actually human. Oh, it's amazing. It I, is... I love this episode. And he fights in his pajamas. And, he, and then when he does, the, oh, and you, here's something really good about this episode. You know when he gets his outfit and he goes in this wardrobe and you see more of the TARDIS? Yeah. I love that bit. Cause isn't that like one of the first times we properly see... In, in New Who. In New Who, it's the first time we see yeah. more of the TARDIS beyond the console room. And I think it's just nice. It kind of gives it a bit more of a... I love seeing more of the TARDIS. Like, Did you ever play the Doctor Who adventure games? Maybe. They were like a web-based thing. You had to download them. and It's... It was at the start I think, of yes. start of Matt Smith's era. And they released one every now and then. The first one was a Dalek one. There was a Cyberman one. Then I think the next one was one set entirely in the TARDIS. Mm-hmm. And that was my favourite one. It was usually seen as the worst one. But I liked it because you could go up to the Doctor's study and you could see all these different, I love, it's like with these me, different rooms. It's like with me, in any Batman game, if they give me access to a Batcave, it immediately becomes my favourite. Because I just like being able to explore that area, that you know? That space, yeah. It's it's something you feels personal to the character. And especially think. if it's a character who's got a bit of a mystery, like the Doctor. You yeah. Sort of, what would the Doctor have in... Yeah, you think, what what would his bedroom look like? Exactly, it's really... Does he have a bedroom? <laughs> have you actually seen his bedroom? No. Ooh. What if he doesn't sleep? We've seen, like... If it's a waterbed, that's the most doctor thing in the world. We've seen, like... Or just a tent just pitched in one of the rooms. Yeah. We have seen, like, a room of, like, his... I guess it's... I was about to say his collection, but it sounds like his collection. It's just, like, bits he's found from the universe and stuff. You mm. see rooms like that where it's just, like, his old... His cot from when he was a baby. It's his Funko Pops. And, yeah, essentially. But that's, that's a nice moment of Christmas Invasion. It's also... It's such a nice... Like you said, it's grounded. And it's the first... The first dealing with regeneration for the new series, and it doesn't feel patronising to classic Who fans who are well versed in what regeneration is. They've had eight of them. They're like, yes, we know what regeneration is. Thank you very much. But it doesn't feel patronising to them at all because we see a new perspective of regeneration. In that, we've seen the Doctor dealing with regeneration. He's had what the fifth fifth Doctor in his first episode. He spent most of it lying down in a room that the name escapes me, and I'm going to kick myself. But he's like. I'm just. I need, I've just regenerated. I just need to lie down for a bit. You're right. I mean, it is exhausting. Regen. Re- the, the, yes, re- we've seen organizing it. your entire physical structure. Yeah, we've seen the doctor's perspective of it and how it affects him. But this really is how the people around him. Yeah. React to regeneration. That's. And, it's a really nice concept and nice. And to with see. any kind of story, I love a good um, 
the main character at a commission for the most of the episode. You see every kind of sidekick do their jobs, doing what they can. And then the main character's like, huh, I'm better now and just kicks ass. Yeah. Something about that I love so much. So it's nice. It's nice. I think Rose and Jackie, don't they have a scene where I think Jackie says something like, well, is that the same person? Is he just saying changed his face or is that somebody else? And Rose just goes, well, how should I know? And it's like, I really like that and way then of just like, even Rose is in charity. Jackie's fantastic in this. Yeah. Especially the, um, I need, I need, did it always go, and yeah, I need, I need. And she's like, like, just listing loads yeah. of random things. And it's just, I need you to shut up. Oh, what's one of, am I for a doctor element in this episode? Do you know the bit where he doesn't give second chances? Mm. I love that because it shows he's kind. He's cruel, but he's kind, you know? Fair. Well, no, it shows something that's really good about the 10th Doctor is he comes across, and it obviously builds up to the time Lord Victorious, but he comes across as the nice human and the friendly Doctor. No, this Doctor is not friendly. He's not. He'll pretend he is. And he will want to be. And he'll like you but if he likes you. But, if but you're underneath a bad it all, guy. underneath it all, this doctor is actually, there's a lot of sinister about him. Mm. In that he's obviously, he's a very vain doctor. He's very much, very self-centered as a doctor. Not negative points. Justifiably so, to be fair. Yeah. If you look like David Tennant. These aren't negative points, I'm just saying. These are, this doctor is, and it'll, when we go on to the next Christmas special, you see more of it. And it's just like, this is the first instance of that. And I wouldn't say it's the best first doctor not first doctor but first doctor's episode yeah because i think maybe matt smith's is a bit more of boom this is what this doctor's about this do- is but we were the things we don't spend much time with this yeah doctor, exactly so we, don't, we, don't, really... we don't have enough of that in this episode but no. we still get the five minutes when he opens the door and he's much more charming and smiley from the very emotionally blunt doctor of the night yeah, it feels doctor. like maybe it's a kind of a, a false face because he's still feeling like the ninth doctor inside yeah, yeah. in a way. So it's like it's nice that he just shows up. We think, oh, this is brand new. He's much, mm. he's younger. He's more energetic. He's, you know, more attractive. He's got better hair. All this kind of thing. But then he will have this fight, and then he will still go, no, no second chances. That's what I'm about. The next one is the Runaway Bride. Ah, uh, I know which y- was. Nah, I know it. Yeah. Yes, which is Donna's introduction. Mm. Strangely enough. Catherine Tate was obviously huge at the time this came out with the Catherine Tate show and Lauren Cooper and Am I Bothered and all that sort of stuff. I've warmed to Catherine Tate because of Doctor Who. I She is my second favourite comedian ever. When I first saw her in Doctor Who, she annoyed me a little bit because it was a bit like, I don't know, I just did, she did to be fair. But I really like I really like the way she's introduced because it's like this, again, it's all about building up the new era of Doctor Who in that the last one was dealing with regeneration. It's the first time New Who deals with regeneration. This is the first time we see the Doctor with a different companion in New Who. Nice just, change of pace. Because we've had Rose all this time. So really, once Rose is gone, this is a bit like, Ooh, can the is, Doctor is, stand up on is his Is Doctor own Who going to work without Billy Piper? Or do we need her as a companion? And then rather than somebody who's infatuated with the Doctor and loves everything that he does, you get somebody who really does not care. Mm, it's a and, really <laughs> lovely change of pace. And she's it just all this like... Switches it up. And she's like, you're just a Martian in a skinny suit and says things like that. And it's just so skinny many Skinny boy! So many lines like that where you just think, the Doctor's like, wait, wait, what? He's never really had anybody to back ch- back chat him before. Yeah. No one with it's a, like, a... Yeah, it's great. It's such a refreshing what dynamic. What I was saying, yeah. Originally, I was, I found the, her a bit annoying for, for some reason. And my mum did as well. But um, really, and kind of as the ep- as the series progressed, and kind of in hindsight, really warmed to her. You know, probably one of my. She's very good. You know, and Donna's it's a fantastic. Fa- Donna is dynamic. my favorite companion. You just said one of your second. Did you, you just said top two? 
No, so Catherine Tate is my favourite, second favourite comedian. Ah, gotcha. No, no, no. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Donna yeah, yeah, yeah. is my favourite yeah, yeah, companion. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, but, um, yeah, really warm to her, and I think she's fantastic. And I think this episode is a fantastic introduction for her. And, and then she leaves for a series. <laughs> Cause yeah. Because it was intended that she was just going to be a one-off guest star. That was the idea. Because she was so huge, they never thought they could get mm. Catherine Tate as a regular in Doctor Who. So they were just like, we'll get you on for this episode. And then when it came to series four, somebody was just talking to Catherine Tate about something. Because they were actually, they were planning a new companion called Penny. And then Don, they were talking to Catherine Tate once and she was like, oh, I'd, I'd be open to coming back to Doctor Who. And they were like, wait, really? You want to come back to Doctor Who? And she's like, yeah. So they went, we'll just budge Penny to the side and we'll bring back Donna. Had they cast Penny? They hadn't cast Penny. Oh, thank God. That would, have, that, would have, that would have been cruel. They had ideas of who they wanted it to be, but... Ooh, do we know who they were? Uh, maybe, but you don't, they don't tend to, you don't tend to talk about casting somebody who didn't, doesn't happen, do you? I'm thinking of what I've learned from Russell T. Davis's book, The Writer's Tale, which is an absolutely incredible book. I mean, he says a lot of stuff. That I'm like, wow, that's... Wow, that's really interesting. But you know, in oh, imagine reading. Get your vocab from TV I'm, like I'm I about do. Th- I'm about three quarters of the way through it. I haven't finished. I thought you were about to say three quarters of the way to seventy. <laughs> um, no, just before carry on with this special. There is. Do you know in Partners in Crime the episode with the adipose and all of Which that? Which is probably a f- one of the best series episodes. O- series open, especially with the um, uh, bit through the window. That whole yeah. scene is well, you incredible. you know that bit through the window. You know and the, the pen and the... Oh. You know the woman who is strapped to the chair? The yes. journalist who is strapped to the chair? Do you know what she's called? Penny? Penny. That's Penny. Oh. That is Penny strapped to the chair. That's who the companion would have been. That's kind of interesting because it means if she wasn't there, if Catherine Donna wasn't there at the time, that probably would have happened. That's kind of cool. That's like a classic kind of multiverse, um, parallel universe, split choice things. In a different universe, she probably would have been the companion. But it was just yeah. a matter of coincidence. That I like, actually. I really like, I really like that. Um, so right. Favourite yeah, favorite bit of this episode for me? Uh, they had a chase in a car with a TARDIS. I was just about to say that. That bit, when she's in the taxi and it's it's driven by another pilot fish. And <laughs> she's like, oi, mate, stop the car. You've missed the turning. And she pulls the hood down. It's a robot. And she's like, wait, what? So the TARDIS is flying along. Um, I do love how flying Lou along who, the motorway and the, the TARDIS. The, the doctor doesn't care where he puts the TARDIS. Can I fly it through the middle of a motorway? Yeah. yeah. And he's just like jump, and she's like, "I'm in my wedding dress." And he goes, "Yes, you look lovely. Now jump." Yeah. <laughs> the the thing that really made me warm to Donna is the dynamic that David and Catherine have. Yeah. It is so good. But this episode, something we're not touched on here, is about the setting out who this doctor is. We get that great moment when he's killing the giant rat. <laughs> When he's yeah, that's a phrase you should put out. Well, when he's killing, we get the this giants. great moment where he's just murdering. Yeah, well, it's when he's killing the Ragnos, and he's got all those baubles flying around, exploding everything, mm-hmm. and the whole room is dra- it's so much water because they're literally draining the Thames. That's how much water there is. There's all this water happening. He's just stood there in a nice Dutch angle, and it's just he's just sopping. For wet. All those who don't know what a Dutch tilt or Dutch angle is, it's where the camera's slightly tilted to the left or right to kind of given idea that it's a bit kind of slanted bit and it's, it's the idea to make it seem like something's off because you obviously if the camera is slightly tilted you don't feel comfortable with that camera angle it's a bit what's happening yeah. here i was on holiday in wales earlier this year and, wales. I was, and i was teaching my mom what a dutch angle is so then we went somewhere went somewhere that day and i went oh just take a photo of me will you <laughs> she did it in dutch angle it was amazing i was like oh wow you're learning but the great thing about this episode here is 
again, this is that side of the Doctor where he's been really nice all episode. And then this is the real 10th Doctor when he's just stood there and the whole room is blowing up. There's Ragnos, darkness. The Ragnos is screaming. He's killing all her children. And then Donna just goes, Doctor, you can stop now. And then that's when what is so good about Donna as a companion more so than somebody like Rose. Rose is just sort of like, yeah, she's a yes man. Rose is a yes man. Donna challenges him. Well, Rose is infatuated by the Doctor. Exactly. So you see that kind of, yeah. So Donna really challenges him a lot. And I think the best companions are those who challenge the Doctor. So she challenges him so much because she she is there as like the human conscious. The Doctor is this almighty Time Lord. But sometimes you need to remember. Forgets because he's so old. We need to rein him back. And she's there like, Doctor, you can stop now. And then he looks down at Donna and thinks, oh my God, what am I doing? And then they leave. And I think that's such a good moment. I have to agree with that wholeheartedly and just kind of give him a bit of, just a bit, someone to just tell you that you're being an idiot sometimes. Yes. You, need, you need friends like that. You need friends that care about you, but you need those, and you, but you need friends who tell you when you're being an idiot. Indeed. Don't you dare. What? For you just, I was, I was hoping, uh, I was about I was, to move on to I was, set, I was setting you up perfectly to just say, George, you're an idiot. And you didn't do it. <laughs> How? No. Oh, because I'm ready to talk about Voyage of the Damned. Voyage of the Damned. That's the one with the Titanic, isn't it? The one with the Titanic. Yeah. It is a disaster movie in space. Mm. And my God, is it good. It's very good. It is usually number one on a lot of people's best Christmas specials lists. You've got the Doctor again without companion. Am I right in saying that every Christmas David Tennant Christmas special, he doesn't have a companion? Yes, I am. He only has guest companions. And in this case, we have Kylie Minogue. My word. I completely forgot Kylie Minogue was in it for a second then. I remember, I remember there was someone in it, but I couldn't remember the name. Another one that Russell T. Davis talks about in his book, where it was, again, it was sort of like it started out as a joke, kind of. It was like, wouldn't it be funny if we could get Kylie Minogue in Doctor Who? Oh, she wants to do Doctor Who? Mm-hmm. Oh, my That's God. Let's get, her, let's get her in. Oh, my God. Let's get her in Doctor Who. And no. she does a really good job as Astrid Peth. I'm going to be honest with you. I did not know her name for the life of me. It was just Kylie Minogue. Well, I do, and that's quite shameful. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, speaking of names, do we actually know the Doctor's real name? The Timeless Chap, no. Right, what's his name? We don't know his name. Because oh. that would undermine the whole point of Doctor Who. Yeah, I know. What is the title of the programme? Uh, Doctor Who? Mr. What? If they said what his name was, what is the point of the programme anymore? So people don't know his name. Alright. Right. I really like this episode. To be honest, when it comes to Christmas specials, this one always kind of, for me, never really springs to mind whenever I think greatest Christmas specials because I think it's so good it doesn't scream to me in any way you know like how a bad episode screams to you because it's like this is bad yeah it's so good it's just kind of like you know it's, it's like an weird... inevitable one if people go what's your favourite episode of Doctor Who what are your favourite episodes of Doctor Who and you think this one this one this one and somebody would go Voyage of the Damned Midnight and you go well yeah obviously yeah. I'm talking about the other ones here <laughs> it's, it's, it's so good your brain just accepts it to be good so you never need to discuss it in a weird way it's yeah. very strange. But um, I'd say this has probably got my second favourite David Tennant moment in it ever in this episode. That is the moment where he says, and it's in our opening titles for this, where he says, and I can't remember for the life of me, I'm going to butcher this. I'm the Doctor. I'm 900 years old. I come, the consola- I come from the constellation of Casturbris. Blah, 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 blah. Gallifrey. Yeah. Something, I'm, something. I'm paraphrasing. I'm... I'm the man to save all your lives and everybody else on this ship. Something yeah, like that. Yeah, because someone asks him, why Why are you in charge? And instead of doing yeah. the Peter Capaldi where he just says, I'm in charge, he gives you a little speech because <laughs> he's feeling like speech time. No, but that bit is amazing. And the that is second to the um, 
the bit in Tyler Fatty Tyler's child off. Oh, no. I know. I don't know. You've got. You've been saying it like seven times today. The bit we're, in we're avoiding Chibnall and O'Leary stuff. Waters okay. of Mars. You know, Waters of Mars, where he comes back and he's like, um, he, it's the Time Lord Victorious bit. Obviously, Time Lord Victorious is a bad thing, but when he comes back and he's like, I'm going to save all you guys and I'm going to be cool. That's my favorite Doctor Who, David Tennant being the Doctor bit for me. But yeah. this one is probably the close second and is my favorite Christmas one because apparently, according to Aiden here and everyone else ever, uh, Waters of Mars isn't a Christmas special. I always thought it was. Well, seen, <laughs> because, as, it, seen yeah. as it airs in October Listen, and is known as an know, autumn special. I didn't know that because I, I hadn't seen it at the time. No, well, I did. No, what I'm, uh, my brain was, I had a phrase to say there, but what I was meant to say, I saw it at the time. But ever since, obviously, I haven't seen it at the time. I've just seen it on Netflix or that kind of stuff. So I've never really ingrained in my mind that it's aught, that it's um, October, you know? Yes. So whenever I was thinking back to it, I was always like, this is a damn good Christmas episode because it ends up like with snow and Christmas. and I'm, so, apparent, so, yeah, my favorite Christmas special isn't even a isn't Christmas, a Christmas special. special. Well, the next Christmas special along is where we start to lose momentum a little bit because the next one is The Next Doctor. Ah. Now, it's a nice episode. It's just... Can bleh. I tell you what was funny when me and my mum and my dad watched that when it first came out? What? Mum, me and my mum were both like, oh, he's not the next Doctor, is he? Oh, we were, we were genuinely, we were like, no, don't, no, no, no. We were, we were, we were so against this new guy being the Doctor. We were like, what are you doing? <laughs> well, don't have him. It's a clever ploy to do, though, because at the time, it was known that David Tennant is leaving. This was, he did, Series 4 had just finished, and then he did four, spe- well, next Doctor, Planet of the Dead. He did five specials after series four. So this was the first of them. So it was like, we know this is the last leg of this Doctor. So what do you do at that? What did Russell Davis decide to do at that time? So he thought, I'm gonna make this, let's make this a bit insidious. This is the next Doctor. Who are we going to get to play him? David Morrissey, who's been rumoured to play the Doctor for years. Let's get him to play the Doctor. Let's give him a funky outfit. I mean, outfit. he would have been a good Doctor in hindsight. But at the time, I was so in love with David. I was like, me and my mom were like, no. We're not good with this. Yeah. What are you doing, you madman? <laughs> so it was a nice ploy, and the whole plot twist about Jackson Lake just having something that makes him think he's the Doctor. I can't quite think what Wasn't it is it now. the pocket watch? No. Something like the pocket watch, I mean. Like a little device that the Cybermen I dropped or something. I believe I'm really... If this isn't true, then I'm close enough. But Why don't you just a, tell me I'll say it? Because if I'm wrong, since, no one it's cares. It's been a while since I said it, and there's no internet in this room, so I can't Google it. But I believe the plot of the episode is about Jackson Lake having his son has gone missing. Yes, and you I are believe correct. I believe his son went missing at the hands of the Cybermen because they were using yes. children children yeah. to work their Child factory. Child labor, that kind of thing. So when the Cybermen came into his house and took his child, I believe part of the Cybermen broke off. I don't know if he attacked Cyberman or something, but it's like their memory banks, and that flashed up all they know about the Doctor into his head. So then he thought he was the Doctor and forgot about his missing son. So he's going around like, I'm the Doctor. And he has that, he even has the companion whose name I do not know. And they're the wooden run- screwdriver. But they're running around. He has a screwdriver, but it's a, literally a screwdriver. Mm-hmm. So then by the end of the episode, the Doctor unravels all of this. What's so special about your screwdriver? It knocks. <laughs> the Doctor reunites. It's Sonic. How is it Sonic? And he Bang. remembers. All of that I like. I really like the Jackson Lake side of it. It's the Cybermen. They're not good in this episode. Aren't they? No. I don't remember them being bad. I they can't... just sort of, they're there, and then they but team they're... up They team up with an evil woman, and then, oh, she gets betrayed. And it's just a bit like, Ugh. 
It's just, it's not a bad episode. It's, 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 it's just forgettable. It's, and then at the end, it's when a bit it's boring, you know, and then the, it, you've seen it before. You've seen this. It's, yeah. it's the classic evil genius bad guy. It's, How many it's, times yeah. have, has an evil mastermind teamed up with the Daleks or the Cybermen and then been betrayed by them? Do you know what I mean? It's like, if you're so death. clever, you evil genius, maybe look at these. That's one good thing about the master. He'll team up with people sometimes, depending on how he's feeling, but he'll always betray them back. Yeah, because like, he knows they're going to betray him, yeah. so he'll betray them as it's well. It's like the Joker. For, I don't, there's yeah, another Batman reference. Okay, I'm on well, roll let's, today. Let's not go in ra- uh, Batman rabbit holes. But like the episode ends with you know, a giant Cyberman terrorising London, and you think, be... really, that's not in any history books? <laughs> and then the Doctor <laughs> just goes, I'm going to suck you into a vortex. That's how the episode ends, and it's just like, oof. oof. The next one is The End of Time which we discussed last week, so you know our thoughts on that. And if you don't, go listen to that episode. Aha, that's clever, yeah. So if you, if you, if you want to be caught up, listen to last week's. Yes. So the next one along is on the ranking lists that you'll see of Christmas specials, you either see Voyage of the Damned or Matt Smith's A Christmas Carol at number one. You either see either or. This is a bloody good one. It's a Christmas, spe- it's a Christmas Carol completely pastiched, but it might... God, is this episode good? You're looking lost. I know exactly what you're talking about. Bear with. This is, of course, the episode where mm. where Amy and Rory are on their honeymoon, but then the ship starts crashing, and the as it's falling, the Doctor goes down to the surface. As it's falling through this weird weather cloud, that is being controlled by a man called Kazrak. The doc is, I think. I have called... seen this episode, but I cannot remember it for the life. Is of it me. Kazrak the... or Kazran? I, 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 I'm so confused. What? Look at who Michael Gambon plays. Is he, is he Kazrak or Kazran? I think it's Kazran. Kazran saw something, something. Yes. So he plays Kazran. He controls the weather of this planet, but he is Scrooge. So the doctor goes down. He goes, can you turn off the weather cloud? Because there is a ship crashing and you're going to kill hundreds of thousands of people. He goes, no, not my problem. And he's like, you're going to kill all these people and you don't care. And he goes, no, I don't. So the Doctor, instead of instead of just buzzing a sonic screwdriver at him, because the uh, machine is tuned only to Kazran's biological print, the Doctor, this is the Doctor being a real-time manipulator. So he goes back in time, and he literally changes Kazran as a person. He sees him as a child, and he shows him Christmas, and he shows him all these things, and he befriends him and shows him uh, a woman called Abigail. By the end of the episode, when Kazran has finally become a good person... And he opens up the weather. It's so, it's so, oh my God, it is so good. Honestly, I have seen this episode and I know exactly what you're talking about, but I have no idea what you're on about. You need to watch it this Christmas. I, I will. I'm genuinely, I'm so confused. Over Christmas, Why don't you need I, to see this episode. Because like, I reckon list- every picture I've seen, which I just searched on my phone, of that episode, I've seen that. I know it. But I cannot for the life of me remember this episode. And I want to know what's happened. Has well, someone attacked me? Have I been... What has happened? Have I been men in black? I don't know. I don't know. Either way. It sounds like a you great need to watch. You need to watch this over Christmas this year because it is yes, sir. so good. And the list I watched this morning, you know, I was saying I was doing a bit of research. The list I watched this morning, this was at number one. Voyage, Voyage of the Dam was number two and this was number one. I'll go watch it. Gives me something to do at Christmas. However, Matt Smith's next Christmas special was The Doctor, The Widow and The Wardrobe. And I'm not even going to spend any time dwelling on this one. Because, well, this is last place. This is the worst Christmas special. It's horrendous. 
a Christmas Carol really spoofed off a Christmas Carol and made it really good. This tr doesn't have any of the charm of The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. It's the Doctor crawling through snow with a child while some while Bill Bailey attacks these wooden monsters and then Alexander Armstrong is in a spitfire. That's the episode. As you do. I mean, that sounds like that makes sense. No, it's about three different things in one. Yeah. So I'm going to move swiftly on to the next one, which was The Snowmen. Aha. Finally, back in business have here. Have seen this I one? I have this seen was, that one. This was a really good one. Got Richard E. Grant came in as the Great Intelligence, a villain we hadn't seen since Patrick Troughton's era. We've got Clara as a Victorian barmaid, and to be honest, this is the Clara I wish had travelled with the Doctor, just to make it a bit more different than just... Oh, no, and yeah, no, 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 that's actually very interesting. A companion that isn't from our time. Because it's been done... So many companions... Most companions in Classic Who are not just earthbound, um, modern-day companions. Barely any of them. New Who... They all are. Hmm. Every single one, besides Nardole, they literally all are. And I'm just like, when are we going to get somebody a bit different? And Clara, the Victorian barmaid, could have been the Victorian barmaid by night mm -hmm. and Victorian governess by day. What a companion we could have had there. And she has the great... Um, we've got the uh, in introduction of Matt Smith's second TARDIS here. We have a great reaction when she looks in, she looks around, she steps out and she goes... It's smaller on the outside. Yeah. And the Doctor just goes, oh, never heard that one before. It's a new one. <laughs> no. She's such, it's really good. I've said really good stakes because we know we're getting Clara as a companion, but we know Jenna Coleman is going to be the next companion, but this isn't who we thought we were getting. Mm -hmm. Oh, she's dead. Oh. oh. Yeah. When at the time I was, I was completely lost because I was, I, this was a time where I was dabbling in Doctor Who. So yes. I was like, isn't she? No. Wait, what? So, but no. But it is a genuinely good episode. It's a very good episode. And the great... Inte great in well, Richard E. Grant plays the embodiment of the great intelligence. Mm -hmm. you know who does the voice of the machine of the great intelligence? Ian McKellen. And wow. Ian McKellen does not do crap. So... <laughs> Sorry, McKellen. Besides X-Men 3, but let's ignore that one. Well, I, I think he kind of had... He was signed for, up for a contract. Kind of yes. had to do that one. Anyway, no. it's genuinely... And the snowmen are creepy. Can they I say are. that now? They Jagged are damn teeth. creepy. One thing about Matt's Miss Era creeps me there i think that's part of the reason i kind of fell f f ran away from that era because it's it really creeped me out moffat, so much moffat is what he has a lot of flaws but where credit is due he knows how to make a monster i like scary aliens but i don't like like right i am a person Mo who right, is moffat. definitely afraid of aliens <laughs> why am i into doctor who it's such a weird thing i don't thing. know it's a poor combination but i love doctor who but i'm i, I like alien you know like alien alien yes which is that's no wonder people keep invading you um we'll get onto that one in a minute Aliens just, it just, they freak me out. So why am I, I'm Do Doctor Who, I love, but the aliens freak me out. Yeah. I, I don't know. I love it. But it's genuinely a really good episode. That And that's, that's, I don't really have anything negative to say. I can't think of anything with the snowman. I didn't really like it when it aired. But that's because I was really fatigued with a bit of Doctor Who at this time. But it's really gone up in my estimations over the years. And the Paternoster gang, who are characters that you either love them or you hate them. You're, there's no in between. They are the. You know, there have been some strange. There have been varying Sherlock Holmes interpretations over the years. Yeah. You know, we've had. The, you can either go through the traditional Victorian deer yeah, stalker. I know, I know, I know, I know. Or you can have the Benedict Cumberbatch modern take. Yeah, you've got Sherlock, or you or you've can, got Sherlock Holmes, or you've got. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. Or you can have 
the one where he turned into a lizard lesbian. Right. And that is the Paternoster Gang. Oh, that's, uh, that, I had no idea who we were talking about, but as soon as you said <laughs> lizard, and I was like, ah, gotcha. It's the... Speaking of, those freaked me out when I first saw them in their first Matt Smith era. What, the Silurians? Yeah. Why Actually, did they scare me? Do you know who wrote that episode? Who? Chibnall. Ah, well, well done, Chibnall. Actually, quite you, a good you one there. made me not sleep for about a week. I don't yeah. know why they freaked me out. As soon as they took their masks off, I'm like, I'm I think, fine now. As soon as they put the masks on, I'm scared to death. I think it's because they look creepy, but also because they live beneath the earth. Mm-mm. It's pure For me, Aliens is purely the looks for some no, reason. No, I see. So there you go. Uh, okay, so what's the next episode? The next episode along is Matt Smith's final episode, and that is... The one where he's in the tower, isn't it? The Time of the Doctor, which again, I bloody love this one. I think it's one of the best regeneration... Controversial opinion. I think it's one of the best regeneration stories. If somebody had to tell tell me, ask if somebody asked me, what do you think the final episode of Doctor Who ever would look like? I'd say the time of the Doctor. It's a shame it wasn't because he is. Maybe it should have ended then. No, because then we would never have got Capaldi. Yeah, but then what's now? The lowest should have end, figures should have ended after Capaldi. That's what it should have ended. I think. Do you think they should have done where Matt Smith gets his extra regenerations? Do you think they should have done? You get one regeneration and then. You kind of have one last season, and then everyone knows I it's the know. last I, season. Well, I wouldn't like to end it literally there. The way that if I wouldn't have ended right to avoid the Chibnall era from happening, what I'd have done is Capaldi when he regenerates and he says, "Oh, one more lifetime won't, won't hurt anybody." Then just explode. Have him burst into regeneration. Credits. Because then you open up. That's amazing. For, actually, you open yeah. up potential for a reboot later in years, don't you? Because then you could say this is a Doctor later on or this is the Doctor that came after Capaldi. You don't have to continue it exactly from there. You have absolutely any potential you want. I don't know why they don't do that more often. Do you know what I wish they would do? Not announce regenerations. I was about to or say Or say that. that we know this... Compo- we know, well, they'd announce that this Doctor is leaving, but we don't know who's taking over. Mm. So It'd be a nice surprise. Because so I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm sick. I'm genuinely... Every time I see them announce a new Doctor, a part of me's like, yeah, but I don't like them in this thing. Or this thing. I judge them for their previous works in completely different mediums. Yeah. Whereas maybe it'd be quite nice. And to be honest, this is why I love it when they... I love it when they cast like Bonds and stuff. Or Batmans or anything like that. Those big roles. When they cast unknowns who are just built for the role. Like Matt Smith. He was an un- he was unknown. Yeah. So just seeing them start off in the role as the, the Doctor. And just be like, okay, this is the Doctor. And then I fall in love with them as the Doctor. I don't... I don't have any precon- preconceptions about them. Yeah, that exactly. would be also, really good, actually. Like, although we're saying this one would have been open-ended, imagine what a surprise it would have been in Capaldi's episode if he was just regenerate- regenerated into the first female Doctor. That would be absolutely mind-blowing. Mm. But we knew it was coming. Yeah, and I think it meant people got angry for some reason. I don't know why, but people got... They kind of reacted. They reacted instead of just accepted, you know? Yeah. You, you were just like, oh, does this Whereas, mean this is going to happen? Does this mean they're not going to be this kind of person? Where instead, if you see them as the Doctor straight away, you're like, all right, I'll... Yeah, because then you've seen them, yeah. like You, you judge at the end of the episode. You've seen them as the Doctor, so you go, oh, okay, I'll accept that. Yeah. And then at the end of the episode, you can judge them on how they played the character, you know? Yeah. But so, I think this, for Time of the Doctor, it seemed to be discussing twice upon a time a bit there. Like I said about the final, feeling like the final Doctor episode, because it's so many stakes... In the sense that this is the Doctor, he can only stay here for so long, but you've got every species imaginable attacking this tower. 
and no matter how old the doctor is by the end of it he looks so wrinkly and old he's still taking them on he's still still fighting them he's fighting it's the, cl- it's the classic no matter how many times you you go down get back up you know yeah but also the whole thing about the silence it's finally let's, resolved. Let's let's right the silence. If I have to define one Doctor Who alien that genuinely s- stopped me from watching Doctor Who, it's them. But they're finally resolved in this in this episode, and it's did such... they die? What happened to them? Please tell me. Well, because we have because I, I watched we... that episode, but I left the room. Can when I the speak? Came on. So. <laughs> <laughs> the silence are when they're introduced. We think the silence is the species. The silence is not the species. The silence is the religion. The religion is an order dedicated to stopping the question, the inevitable question. That's what the silence means. We are bringing an end to this question. The question... Doctor Who. ...is heard throughout Series 6 and 7. It is Doctor Who. And that question, I think this is what it means, I might be slightly wrong, but is when the Time Lords are talking through the crack, They and they're asking Doctor Who, the monsters want to stop that. They don't want the Time Lords to come back, because if they do, it would either start a second time war, or these creatures just know that they're doomed. So the silence are an order who want to kill the doctor and river song is their design they engineer her to be the perfect psychopath to kill the doctor and like he says totally married her so that's like yeah it's hot so yeah <laughs> and then in this episode we finally see the church of the silence which is that great bit when the doctor when clara opens the tardis door and the doctor's just stood completely naked and she's like what are you doing he's like going to church because it's a church you have to be naked in so they can see you're not concealing any weapons that's the idea i mean you could still okay so they wear like uh, hologrammed projected clothes that's what that's how it looks but in this episode the doctor teams up with the silence and when you see him in the tower, so I was doing that earlier because he's swinging his stuff around mm-hmm. and there's a great silhouetted shot when he's walking out of an explosion, swirling, it, uh, swirling his stuff around. And you've got the silence on either side of him just zapping people with their hands. And it's amazing. Cybermen zapped by silence. It's so good. It's just, it's a nice kind of, it's like an endgame thing. Loads of aliens, that kind of stuff. It's great. Yeah. So that's why, it's probably why I like that because it's sort of fan service, but it's also like, this is everything we know. And it's all ha- Daleks invading and Cybermen invading, and the Cybermen even think because a bit when their electric signals are being disrupted by the something, so they send in a wooden Cyberman, and the Doctor gets out his sonic screwdriver and he says, "This set, this can do absolutely anything you want. There's no point. I'm going to disable your systems now." So the Cyberman just gives up and shoots itself. Then as it falls to the floor, he just goes, "Shokes on you! This doesn't even do wood," and puts the sonic <laughs> screwdriver away. So that's just an amazing moment. Genuinely like that one, and of course. I would like it as well because it turns into Capaldi at the end of it, mm-hmm. which leads us on to the Capaldi era Wait. with Last Christmas I Gave You My Heart. Is that your next album? Yes. It's kind of a, Carrying um, on from last week's. This yeah. is my third, my Christmas album. Hey. It's coming soon. Lovely. Last Christmas I Gave You My Heart is essentially Alien meets Inception meets Doctor Who with Nick Frost as Santa. Yeah. And it's a good episode got a bit a couple of faults because jenna coleman said she was leaving the role of clara about three different times this was supposed to be one of them so they writ- they wrote her out and then when she said no i'm staying Moffat was like i sort of wrote everything to build up to this one scene ah i'll make it a dream and then we go from there well so why don't you so just cut a... the scene because uh, yeah, the whole I don't know, they should have just cut the scene it. from yeah, yeah but then as i've said why do you don't build up to a dream sequence unless it's not the... supposed to drip build up well the whole thing is a dream sequence we're in about four there's a few times they go, oh, we're in a dream. Wait, now we're yeah, in another I know, dream. I, know, Wait, I, know, I don't dream. like, listen, 
dream sequences are good when they're the Matrix. Other than that, can you maybe not? But I like them in this episode. It's it's grown on me over the years. I wasn't forced on it when it was originally on. Mm. But it's grown on me. I do really like I watched it recently because I'm in my Capaldi rewatch again. And I enjoyed it. I do have that line you said earlier about the when the uh, dream crabs, which are essentially just face huggers. Uh, oh, don't mention those. And, um, Please don't. One of, the char- one of the characters just says, they're a bit like face huggers, aren't they? And the doctor just goes, face huggers? Yeah, from the film Alien. I know, that's my favourite. That's probably my favourite. <laughs> an amazing ever. Capaldi line, which is good. You've got a horror film called Alien. That's really offensive. I know, and he's, and he's, he's properly offended by it. Yeah. <laughs> and I love it. And it's just like, oh, what? The next Capaldi one is The Husbands of River Song. Have you seen this I one? don't like this one. You don't like this one? Really? This is one of my favourite ones. Genuinely, David Tennant. Uh, oh, I got him there, didn't David I? David Tennant's introduction. No, I do. Aiden, it's a good one. No, I, I was. I saw you were hope. I could see the glimmer. Oh, that he really... was hopeful. He was looking at me like he, he was. He was hoping I'd seen this one. I have, and it's a good one. It's not it's, my favorite, but it's but not it's my favorite. But I think elements, it's a genuinely really good one because it's. I like Matt Smith and River Song, which he maybe showed up a few too many times. The chemistry between Capaldi and, R- when and River... Alex Kingston is amazing. When the Doctor and River, when the, you know when they're together, when yeah. the, when River's like, oh, the Doctor will be here, and he's like, oh, well, yeah, d- 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 you know, and when yeah. the, <laughs> she finally realizes that it's the Doctor standing there, he's like, hello, honey, and it's like, oh, oh, come on, hello, sweetie. Oh, I can't remember. Listen, <laughs> he says it across three Doctors. You know when they realize, <laughs> and then um, when they're talking, and she's like, oh, who are you, and all that, blah blah. blah. The Doctor will say this, blah blah blah, blah. and then. He and then she realizes and he goes, Hello, sw- sweetie. And it's such an amazing moment. I yeah, love it so it much. Yeah, I love that when she opens the wallet and she's got the picture of all his faces and he's like, Well, maybe he got a new one. And also the bit when she finds the TARDIS and opens it up and he just closes it and he goes, Finally. And the guy next to me goes, Finally. And he goes, It's my turn. And he walks in and he's like, Wow. Yeah, my entire a... concept of space and time <laughs> has been crushed. And he's like doing all of that. That's just so funny. Oh, and, and it's oh yeah, it's I re yeah. The more you're saying, the more I like this episode. I think it's the bad guy, which kind of takes away some elements from me because it feels very Greg Davis as King Hydroflax. It's the it's the, it's the it's the suit, really, that kind of ruins it for me. And it yeah, feels it looks kind cheap. of it yeah. No, so, but no, um with this episode. I um, it's, I can remember this one fully, which is great because I think definitely around kind of Matt Smith's kind of era, I did drop off. So you probably noticed I wasn't really saying much during those ones <laughs> because I couldn't remember much of them. I do, but that's the weird thing. I knew bits of them, but but with this episode, I know it fully. It's it's kind of I've always here's something that I have my parents have always said, and I've always said we feel like Peter Capaldi's kind of like David Tennant's dad. <laughs> <laughs> in a doctory kind of way. Both Scottish. So I'd I I I'd kind of jump back in with Peter Capaldi in a weird way. Not yeah. like head first. But it's like, kind of and also an amazing moment he has and one of Capaldi's best moments is when we finally see the singing towers of Derillium, which is when we first introduce River Song with the David Tennant episode. We know that the last time she saw him before that was at the singing towers of Derillium. Mm-hmm. And we have that absolutely amazing bit when she arrives there she opens up that little box and it's the sonic screwdriver that she had in the david Tennant episode um the doctor's in that brand new suit and there's just a, a, such a good shot of singing towers of derillium douglas mckinnon does that shot he did some of the best capaldi episodes honestly so many uh 
Capaldi episodes were all done by him and they were just amazing. And this episode is, stands as one of, not just one of my favourite Capaldi episodes, not just what... The more I remember about it's this... A it's a genuinely really good Christmas special. The more I remember, the better it gets. Yeah. And that's a testament to it. Mm. So honestly, very good actually. Yeah. But do you know what happened after that? Doctor Who went on hiatus for a year. So there was there wasn't an, there wasn't a series after this. That's a good idea. You know when you when you have people who want to watch Doctor Who, just give them time to forget about it. Yes. And develop different but habits. There was a Christmas special, no series. There was still a bit of Doctor Who content in 2016, besides the awful spin-off series that was Class, and that was the Christmas special, The Return of Doctor Mysterio, named after. Doctor Who's title in Mexico is Doctor Mysterio, and Capaldi loved That's that. Amazing. Loved that. Capaldi loved that name so much. He went, why, why, "Why do we put that in a Doctor episode?" So they made a superhero called the Ghost, and the Ghost knew the Doctor as Doctor Mysterio. Really fun episode. I really like this one. It's using the same villains from, but you know the people with the slidey faces. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They come, they come back for this episode. It's genuinely good. It's sort of just following the structure. It's another pastiche one. It's following... Pasti- what, pastiche? Pastiche. You what? know, like, you know, they did A Christmas Carol, then they did Lion, Witch in the Wardrobe. This one is 1978's Superman the Movie. Gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> and it's... It's just so fun. It's... For, it's you know, if you're looking for a credible, serious, hard drama, you're not going to find it here, besides from... I mean, the costume already doesn't scream serious, hard drama, does it? No, no. Uh, but the closest you can get is at the end of the episode, the Doctor makes a speech about losing people and it's obviously to do with river song because he knows he's just seen river song for the last time so he um so the whole speech he has at the end he's very sort of kind of contemplative over the episode it's because he's dealing with losing river finally knows this is it that's done now so he makes a speech about everything ends and it's always sad but everything begins again and it's always happy and I know, that's one of my favorite doctor who quotes and it's a really good that's the hard drum from the episode but the rest of it is a fun superhero romp and it's just it's great there's some two moments that absolutely have me in hysterics there's one bit where um the aliens are in their well the villains are in their base and they're looking at the security footage of the doctor and they're going who is that why is he always in here but then the lights come on and it turns out he's on the other side of the room and he just goes it turns around on the security cameras that bit is hysterical then a bit later at the end when they've defeated the basically a bomb comes towards earth and the superhero throws it back into space and, That's classic. and the, uh, the villain's like, this isn't over, Doctor. And he points a gun at him. The Doctor just gets a sonic out, buzzes the gun. It sparks, falls on the floor. And he just goes, yes, it is. And turns around. <laughs> <laughs> there are two moments that I really, really like from that one. But Return of Doctor Mysterio is a really good episode. However, there was one more Christmas special after this. And that was Twice Upon a Time, Capaldi's final episode, which brought back the first Doctor. And... I know this one. Hooray! You know what? It's one that gets hated on a lot by people. It might end up featuring in a later episode of this podcast. But for now, let's just talk about it here. I like it. I do. You don't I, look so sure. Yeah, um, I don't know, really, with this one. It feels... The whole... Okay. The whole idea of Peter Capaldi, his doctor, forcing... Like, as we uh, talked about in the last episode a little bit of this podcast. I mean, not the last episode of Doctor Who. Right. Yes. <laughs> you know when... He's kind of, you said how he's kind of forcing it for an hour and all that kind of stuff. It's kind of holding it back. That's very interesting. That's very well done. But the, I can, him revisiting the first incarnation, that makes sense. Well, it's not on purpose. 
Yeah, and I'm talking <laughs> in terms of story. It makes sense in terms of story because it's the idea that you need to really kind of understand what the idea of being the Doctor is. So why not go back to the first one, you know? Yeah, and it's also the first Doctor throughout the episode also doesn't want to regenerate because let's ignore the timeless child. This is the first time the Doctor has regenerated and he is petrified of it. He doesn't know what it's going to feel like. He doesn't know what it's going to be. So we've got a then the 12th Doctor is the first incarnation of his second regeneration mm-hmm. cycles. So there's a lot of parallels. This is him like going, do I continue? And then they both, they're both in that state. So that's why they're together. Yeah. But I don't really know if I feel comfortable with seeing the first Doctor again. I don't, I don't know. It just kind of, for a lot of people, probably felt like um, a bit of nostalgia or something like that. Or you probably enjoyed it because you've seen his episodes, haven't you? Yeah. Kind of meant... No, it, it's, See, it's, now that's the really interesting it, thing It was about, a nice idea, but it kind of meant nothing in a It's the really way. interesting thing that people say doesn't work this episode. Did you watch An Adventure in Space and Time that came out during the 50th um, anniversary? I th- right. It's a Mark Gatiss written film about the creation of Doctor Who. No. Seriously, you need to see it. It is so good. Never even heard of it. It's so good. Yes. It is ridiculous. Okay. Not even just good as Doctor Who, as a film itself. I'd say it's one of my favourite films ever. It's just incredible. And David Bradley plays William Hartnell in that. And he mastered William Hartnell so well. So, so well that not only does David Bradley do the voice of the first Doctor in the audio adventures, but they got him back in Doctor Who. So he plays the first Doctor in Twice Upon, yeah, a, yeah. Twice Upon a Time. Oh, Adventure in Space and Time is so good, man. So when he's in this episode, he really feels like the first Doctor. But How, the thing is, I don't know what that should be. Yeah, however, for people, for classic fans who don't like this episode, it's because of the way they portray the first Doctor. Now, what Moffat was trying to do was trying to make light of some of the more conservative and controversial opinions of 1960s Doctor Who. So he really channeled them into the first Doctor. Now, for me, it's okay because... That is an era of Doctor Who that I watch, and I go, "Oh, mm. shouldn't have said that." Oh, you didn't fly yeah, that today. Maybe don't, yeah, I, so I, yeah, Moffat yeah, yeah. addresses that, but for a lot of people, they say that the Doctor in this, this is a lot of people's first introduction to the first Doctor, and it's not a nice introduction. Like, there's a few. There's, I think there's two lines in particular that people have to deal with, and he goes, "Old men like young women are." put to good use cleaning the home and he says things like that and then there's a bit when in the TARDIS and he goes well it's clear Polly's not here anymore because this is very dusty and his lines like that people go oh don't like that and there's a bit later on where Bill says something like I'll bloody hit you or something like that and then he just opens he opens the TARDIS door pops his head out and goes any more language like that young lady and I'll give you a smacked bottom and his lines like that people go why have they portrayed the first doctor in such a way now for me I am fifth. the first doctor is about my fifth or sixth favourite doctor I really love him but I do understand that. For you, who is for essentially your first introduction to the first Doctor, it's a very strange it, way it to really, get I, it, it really kind of pushed me away from liking the first Doctor quite a lot. It was kind of like, yeah, I feel like that's the time when it was first made. And as you've said, it is. It's kind of, it's um, reminiscent of that. But it, it, it felt like, maybe don't write those bits in. What I'd Did say you need is, them? No, I'd you say didn't. It, and it feels like you're kind of forcing me away yeah, from it. And you're yeah, being... I'd say it represents that era of Doctor Who really well, but maybe not that Doctor. But, and something that the last, although I really like the last two episodes, they didn't really feel very Christmassy. This one does as soon as we get onto the World War One battlefield and it is the Christmas truce. Mm-hmm. That is something I was surprised hadn't been in a Christmas special up until this point. A, a show about time travel that has Christmas specials 
I'd have had the Christmas tree. It's literally the first one I did. And I, one thing I've got to say about that whole time setting. Wow, it looks great, you know? It does. I mean, the, it, it, the sets, re- like, I think this, this episode of Doctor Who is one of the best when it comes to sets. Because I didn't take, I didn't, there was no point where I was thinking, oh, no, this doesn't look quite real. This, You know what I mean? Mm. It really, it works. So that's all the Christmas specials. Now. Now that we've gone over them and refreshed your mind and people at home. And told me about new ones that I maybe yes. never So obviously I can't say, of. I obviously can't say, it's your favourite, Return of Doctor Mysterio. And you're like, not seeing it. I can't say it is. Yes, so actually. That w- so that right. won't work. But if you had to say, here, let's give a top three each. Let's give a top three. So I'd say objectively, we know that Voyage of the Damned and A Christmas Carol are seen as the best ones. Yes. Because they are, they're just so Christmassy and they're so Doctor Who and they take... To be fair though, Christmas, a Christmas cow, how can that not be Christmassy? Yes, of course. We know they are seen as the best ones. What the is worst, my favourite? The worst one is always seen as Doctor the Widow in the Wardrobe. Always. And usually the next Doctor as well. Really? Oh, yeah. Um, it's I'm... usually, you would, on those lists you will most commonly see Doctor, Wither, Doctor the Widow in the Wardrobe bottom, then the next Doctor, I feel and like... then either... Last Christmas or twice upon a time. I feel like saying um, the next Doctor is the worst kind of feel because it, it, it's it's good. It's okay, you know. Saying yeah. it's the worst feels too harsh on it. That's what but I. Saying it's the best feels like way too. You can't like that's yeah. no way. It's so middling. Yeah, but I can't think of what I like. It's average. It's it's I an average of, episode. Thing is, I think it feels middling, but I can't think of what I like less to put further down the list. So to me, it probably would be second last. Yeah, but I feel like putting it there feels wrong. It's a yeah. weird one. But um, my favourite would have to be <laughs> Waters of Mars. Waters no. of Mars. <laughs> uh, no, right. My favourite, I would probably say, I really like Voyage of the Damned. Of but course. I may have to say Christmas Invasion is... Maybe my favourite, actually. It is a good shout, because whenever I think of what is a Doctor Who Christmas special, I think of that bit of Mickey and Rose walking through a market, and they see the robot Santas, and they just start shooting bullets out of trombones and things, and I think, that is so bloody Christmassy. It is such a good episode. It is a series of good... As much as I like Voyage of the Damned, and I know it is seen as the best one, I don't know if it's my favourite. Because even though I really like Astrid, and I really like... Wolf's introduction is in that episode and even the guy at the end, the tour guide of the episode who really doesn't understand Earth at all and he's like, they all worship a god called Santa who has mighty claws and he says things like that because he doesn't understand Earth history. I really like those elements. The villain I don't really like very much. I am Max. I don't really like him. Yeah. I have an emotional attachment to it but I don't think I'd put it at number one. I just love Christmas Invasion and I think it's probably one of my favourites. Objectively, it's not the best, really. Because it's, you know what I mean? It probably lingers too much on just the earth yeah. soap drama rather than... But it feels, and probably because when I was younger, it was when I was feeling the most Christmassy, you know? It feels the most Christmassy to me. Yeah. And as you were saying with Voyage of the Damned, it's good. It's really good. But the I really don't think the bad guy's anything to write home about, you know? Exactly. Whereas I think the, the bad guy really flops in that and episode. Whereas you've got the Sycorax in the Christmas Invasion... It's, I'm thinking if you... Christmas Invasion. Now that Christmas specials aren't on anymore, I see a lot of discussion like, well, which episode would you watch on Christmas Day? If you had to pick one of the... Um, now? Do- I'd pick um, either Christmas Carol 
or any of those. That's what ones. I'm about to say. If somebody now that Doctor Who Christmas special isn't on anymore, if I had to pick a Doctor Who special to watch on Christmas Day, it would either be the Christmas Invasion or a Christmas Christmas Carol. Mm. Ironically, the only two that have the Christmas in the title, maybe that proves how Christmassy they are. Yeah, because they're based around the idea of being Christmas, not really uh, something yeah. happening at Christmas. They're purely Christmas in the sense of it's Christmas and this is what Christmas is and blah, 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 blah. Mm. And, okay, so... Th- so uh, they would be my favourite because I think A Christmas Carol is so good. Yeah. I can't maybe, put A Christmas Carol but maybe on my if I, if I had to put my number one out, as much as I love Capaldi and I feel like I should say Capaldi one, okay, they're good episodes. Are oh, they very Christmassy? Uh, Husband's River Song is really, really good. Is it my favourite? No, A Christmas Invasion is... It really is. There we go. I love Christmas Invasion. I do. Um, least favourite from what I've seen. I don't know. It's hard for me to just say least favourite because it's kind of like... Well, because basically, because you've... Uh, there's a couple you've not seen. You've not seen... No, but I'm just mean about the ones I have seen. Cause it yeah, feels but I'm like... about to say, because my least favourite is The Doctor, The Widow and The Wardrobe. It's atrocious. You haven't seen that one. No. So which is your least favourite? Because it's I can't really... Right. Da, 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 da. Oh, now I've suddenly just thought, but The Runaway Bride is really good. Is that my... Oh, I completely forgot it. You... Oh, is that my favourite? No, uh, you know um... what? I think it could be, because that still feels Christmassy. It's got Donna in it. It's got that moment with the Doctor, you can stop now. It's got the whole, her wooing Lance. No, for me, Runaway Bride is my third favourite. Close, really close with Voyage of the Damned, but it's my third favourite. You know what? I'm backtracking on my own decision. Oh. Runaway Bride's my favourite. Ah. Thinking about it, it suddenly just ju- uh, jumped from Why my mind. Why did we forget about that? It's, uh, it's the same thing. It's, it's, so, was, it's so good. It's because it's I was just... thinking about Voyage of the Damned and Christmas Invasion. I thought they were next to each other. And then I suddenly just thought, hold oh, no, there's one in between. And that's Runaway Bride, which is, that is my favourite. Third favourite. Easy. Just, eh, it's good. Not perfect. No. Uh, right, least favourite. I'm going to have to put... You're going to say it, aren't you? I know what you're about to say. I can feel it coming. The next Doctor. Oh, I thought you were going to say twice upon a time. <laughs> it's just... It's so... Meh. Yeah. It, it, it just feels like an average episode, you know? Just a normal episode. Yeah. And it's that's the, the thing. It's like, I like the Cybermen. I like the plot twist. But the Cybermen like... have better episodes, yeah, which it's... they're better I in. like the plot twist with Jackson Lake, and I like the Cybermen. But you put them together... It doesn't work for Focus me. on one of those elements, maybe. Yeah. If you focus on the next Doctor, it'd be better. If you focused on the Cybermen, get rid of the giant Cybermen. Just focus on the next Doctor, and it'd be better. But no, mm. I would have to say that's my least favourite. Not going to say worst. Least favourite. What is objectively the best? Yeah, that's it. It's not the worst, but it's my least favourite. Yes. So it's not bad. I just don't like it as yeah. much as others. What's objectively the, the best, though? I think we do have to say Voyage of the Damned. Objectively the best. Yes. It's Voyage of the Damned or Christmas Carol. What's objectively the worst? Doctor, the Widow, and the Wardrobe. It's just atrocious. But don't. What, what's what, your favourite? I was about to say. What's your favourite Christmas special? What, yeah, what do you guys favorite? If you're listening on YouTube, let us know in the comments. Let us know. Let us know in the comments. Let us know in the comments. Um, Remember to drop us a like. <laughs> and subscribe. Don't, I don't know. But no. Yeah. But now you know ours. And that brings us to the end. Lovely jubbly. So thank you for listening. Look out this year. Anybody you see dressed as Santa playing a trombone, do not go near them. Stay a few feet away from your Christmas tree in case it starts attacking yeah, you. Yeah, I'm sorry about this one. I know he's trying to be funny. Though, but <laughs> no. But genuinely, thank you for listening, and I hope you all have a Merry Christmas. Goodbye. Uh, happy to say.